Hello and welcome to this episode of Dead Air, a horror podcast. My name is Chris Costello and I'm one of your hosts uh, for this podcast. I'm usually, I usually call myself the horror fanatic. Um, that means uh, of the three hosts, I, I am the one obsessed with the genre. Uh, and I'm joined by my other co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Aaron and I am the fan of horror movies. And I did not go to school to study film. So for those listening, us peasants in the industry, not knowing anything. For example, can I just give an example? These guys are saying, we're not like that. We're not like that. But just... A few days ago, they were like, oh yeah, James Cameron likes doing this to his leading ladies. Oh, doing what? He does this on the reg? I didn't know that. See, things like that, I don't know. So for the listeners who are peasants such as myself or fans, I am here for you. And here we are joined by a person who has developed very nicely over the past yeah. Over, over the pandemic, I have a good character art. Hi, I'm Miguel Nashansena. Uh, I love watching movies, but horror movies are a blind spot because I am terrified by them. Boom! There you go! Boom! That, that, was, that was his it. intro. That was Got it. It. <laughs> it's always such a great intro, but I never, I'm never sure if that's your punchline. <laughs> but it's always so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we've got a. This is gonna be a fun episode because uh, I think uh, this uh, the movie that our our, our guest uh, chose kind of broke one of mm. our hosts. So we're gonna get into that yeah. um, in a bit. Mm. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Actually. Um, right before we introduce our host, um, we're going to play you um, a uh, real-time uh, supercut of uh, one of our host's reactions to, uh, to while while she was watching the Are film. Really so roll the tape, producers. What the fuck is this even horror? I was expecting ghosts and shit. How is this so graphic? Oh my god, it's so fucked up. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Oh. This was not what I expected at all. Yeah, so that was Aaron uh, reacting to uh, the movie as she was watching it in real time. So that's super fun. And this movie was chosen by our guest, who uh, it's it's such an honor to have him on. Um, he's, a, he's a producer and a director. You probably know him from uh, the 2015 independent movie Apocalypse Child. Fucking incredible. Uh, you guys should check that out, by the way. Uh, so yes, uh, please welcome uh, Mario Cornejo to the podcast. Yay. Hello, sir. Thank Yay. you. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for joining me. us. Sure. It's exciting. <laughs> um, yes, this is exciting for us because uh, this will be a fun episode to record uh, based on our uh, reactions uh, while watching. as we are watching it. Um, while watching this incredible choice that you that you gave us. Um, yeah, so that, for me, like that's one of my f- the most fun parts about this podcast is like whenever Miguel and Aaron, my co-hosts, whenever they watch a movie for the first time… And they just start tweeting or like sending us reactions of how they're taking in the movie. And this is by far the wildest um, 
uh, reactions that we've got, uh, set of reactions that we got from 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 both of them. Yeah, I'm so, so glad uh, it's a, so yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you're the first time man and woman. So I yeah. want to see how they differed because oh, those two will see yeah. it very differently. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, so Mario, thank you again for coming on. Um, it, it's pretty. It's really, really cool to have you on. Um, one of the first things we ask of our of, of our guests, then, is we, when we got we try to get to know him, is a uh, what is your horror origin story? So, how did you get into horror in any shape or form? Um, I'll just tell yeah, you. So, please tell us. Well, maybe the first horror that I ever remember seeing was when I was a kid, and it was a late night television thing, and it was. Horrifying, and I never watched it again. I must have been about, I don't know, maybe nine or ten years old. It was called Jacob's Ladder. (laughs) I think it's a horror film because it scared the shit out of me when I was a little boy. And I never revisited it, so I avoided it for the longest time until the famous um, slasher Friday, Friday the 13th stuff started becoming big and Nightmare on Elm Street. When that started becoming big, then I came back into it. But always, but the... The first experience of it was that terrifying film that I still don't know exactly what it's about. I've never Googled it. So I can Google it this now. must be so freaky then. It is. Because your choice. Well, I was, I was also Jacob's eight or nine Slatter. or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I forget how old I was. I forget how old I was. But yeah, it was, it was terrifying. This is, again, uh, this is a... Uh, it was, it was. But uh, your choice too is pretty terrifying because yes. it's the first time I've ever seen our co-host Aaron react like that to anything <laughs> in life. Yeah. He should be higher, should be higher taller than yeah, Aaron. So I'm, than I'm sure she had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this time around, bumalik tad. And I'm kind of proud of that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Relax. <laughs> so Mario, let us know um, what movie you chose. Let the listeners know and why you chose it. So I chose Audition by Takashi Miike. Um, and the reason I chose it is because when I saw it, maybe uh, I didn't see it when it came out. It came out like in the late 90s or something like that, or yes. 1999. But I didn't see it then. I saw it on DVD a few years later. So when I saw it, it was like, a, it was kind of my first experience with this kind of horror. I, mm. I had never seen anything like it before. Not only that, but a major reason is because I also... Um, was trying, well, at that time that I saw it, I had not directed anything for money, but mm. I was trying to be a director. Mm. So I was in production. I had done maybe 80 work. I had done, um, I directed tiny things and mm. I had, and I had been an apprentice to a director. So seeing it and kind of, you know, knowing that in a, in a real way, this is my greatest mm. fear. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is every director's greatest fear. Yeah fucking fear right yeah. like um because we're all guilty we yeah. are all guilty of i mean i'm not saying uh because i've held auditions as an yeah. ad and as i've uh, um you're always there there's always this power imbalance yeah you are producing something and there's a woman and and most of the time in advertising which is my main job you're auditioning beautiful women and there's mm-hmm. this huge power imbalance and you feel it and you can't deny it and so while that was the world I wanted to enter. And in a real way, I had entered it by then. I'd been an apprentice. I'd been an AD. Mm. Maybe I hadn't done a big feature yet or directed anything huge, but I had directed people. So uh, it just spoke to my deepest fears of, <laughs> of you know, 
this yeah exactly that that power imbalance yeah. the knowing that this power imbalance existed and that mm-hmm. was i taking advantage of it maybe i think we all are i mean anyone mm-hmm. who's you know any in a real way right mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just a small step it the premise of the film sounds so innocent about uh, a director yeah. or, or a filmmaker you know uh, heartbroken who's you know and auditioning somebody to be his new wife it sounds mm-hmm. like could be a rom-com right yes, yes. because people yeah. will exactly. take it like nothing yeah right and it started out looking like a rom-com actually yeah. especially like a, even during the auditions the yeah. music that was playing yes. was so jolly so it took a while and i was really wondering is this <laughs> so is she dead because she's always in white like what is this is she yeah. is she a ghost or something mm. so it really messes with your head because you don't know what's going to come next but yeah i would argue it starts like a like almost a parody of a drama right mm-hmm. yeah. it's like oh the with flowers the and the death and you know it's yeah. like a, it's like it's almost like yeah it's almost like a parody if you're if you're making a joke about a dramatic scene you could shoot it like that like yeah. this, you know. yeah, yeah. Super. Or he's worse, like even i mean parody. he's like kneeling in, yeah. on, on, in on front the of her, uh, yeah, on the bed, like he yeah. he, he yes. walls on the bed when he yeah. turns yeah. around and just slouches on the bed when the wife co- when the son comes in. It's like walling, but on a bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know, when you lean back in her horror, but he's on a bed, and, <laughs> and like when the kid comes in, it, it's 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 so over the top. It's so uh, melodramatic in the beginning. Melodramatic. I mean, he the yes. kid comes in. With a gift for his mother, you know. Yeah, yeah. I brought the project for mom. Like it's whoa. my school project. Yeah, I want her yeah. to see it, and she's dead. Yeah, and then even when, <laughs> even if the movie's like seven years in the future or forward, but I'm oh, it's like a nice father son movie, yeah. like bonding over. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what you said. What you said. <laughs> oh, wow, it's a father son movie. That, that's my live reaction to that. <laughs> okay. okay. Am I watching the right movie? <laughs> it's like a nice father son thing, like yeah, <laughs> Ganda. I yes. particularly found the scene where um, he started looking through their bios really mm. funny because in my head I was like, oh, it's like sino unang Tinder. <laughs> Interesting. How will he know if they match? Do they do they mail each other? Oh and if you don't get the mail, oh, yeah. hindi kami match. <laughs> I love, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I love how it, it says so much about him actually that he chose the fucking freakiest girl in the bunch. Like, there's so many normal women and he's like, and he picked I the want one with this the one. one by one picture. Exactly. Everyone had full body, yeah. you know, just yeah. posing. I, want I was gonna the, say, I want the dark one. I was gonna say, hindi man lang CV eh. Bio-data siya eh. Hindi siya CV eh. Yeah. No, but yeah. She, and, you know, she played perfectly she into, the, into oh. what your impression would be of being a good guy. Right? This yeah. is what a good guy would like. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what a good... So, it really pierces also that illusion. I mean, it deconstructs that idea of he's just a good guy looking for a wife. He did one little thing. But it's yeah. like, um, she knew... I mean... It's so gone girl. You. It's she, gone girl also, right? Yeah. In a yes, way. Yes, it's that same idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, yeah. I found that so chamba though because his coffee spilled on the paper and that's how he found her. So, wala lang. I, that's true. Is it about being random? How the ra- You know, you choose, you happen to choose the wrong person. 
and then it'll just ruin your life. Maybe <laughs> if you think about it that way. But but I think he also <laughs> goes on to say that he read her essay yes. and then it moved her. It moved him. Parang, parang he had the line for like she knows what it is like to fail in life or to do badly. And parang yeah. wow, this guy even if it's like doing such a jerk thing to do, parang he's looking for love. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess okay. has everyone seen Sleepless in Seattle? This is yeah. Done. Yeah. Yes. All right. So remember when an, uh, uh, the little kid said, uh, when Tom Hanks says to the kid, "You found someone for me. You just found someone off the radio," and he's mad. And then he goes like, uh, How, "Did you see Fatal Attraction? You wouldn't let me. Well, I did, and it scared every man in America because again, right? It's that male fear. Yeah. In Fatal Attraction, one man had an affair, and mm. then you choose the wrong girl, and it's gonna ruin your life. Right? I mean, it's gonna fuck up everything. It's it's kind of a it's a it's a thing male directors love to talk about because we're so mm-hmm. guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we have all that guilt. So I think yeah. I think that this is why also this is a perfect uh, well number one it's a perfect movie for for direct. Uh, I'm gonna call you direct because uh, uh, this is it relates to that, that that for you to choose for for you to bring this here because uh, you have a very unique point of view um, for this particular storyline which is uh, you know the the, the 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 whole premise of the film is a uh, someone. Is a is an exploitative director? Like, yeah. how do you see that? I mean, you started off actually kind of uh, teasing that here in, on on uh, in the first few minutes, uh, saying that we're all guilty of that. Of you know, I think we are mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. we are. Um, okay, every male in a power position with a power imbalance has that, but especially let's think about directing your job. If the person who's auditioning is nice to me, I'll give them a job. Yes, and most right. of them are. I mean, if you're auditioning for a movie or a commercial or a television show, you know, most of them are beautiful young women. Yes. And what are, what are we? Well, I'll say middle-aged for me, middle-aged men, right? Mm -hmm. So we have these young women and it's, it's constant. I, I do know it's something that I try to, um, what's this? I try to guard myself Mm -hmm. because you're aware of it. I'm, I try to be aware. Yeah. Um, I've done films where I've done scenes where people have to kiss. I've done scenes with nudity, sex scenes, all that. And, you know, it's a real thing. Um, Monster, again, I have my partner in filmmaking, Monster. We do films together. But um, I'm so uncomfortable with the power imbalance. And, you know, that's not me being a good guy. That's me being guilty. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm so uncomfortable with this power imbalance that sometimes it's like, um, uh, like, We've done this, and this is embarrassing, but we've said, we kind of need to see your body, and I will leave yeah. the room, right? Mm-hmm. But, and Monster will be the one talking to them, uh, uh, dealing with them during those, um, during those moments. Yeah. And all these young starlets are so used to it. They're surprised they leave. Um, but we do that anyway, and Monster just is essentially the one who does but. Again, if I were a pure soul, I just stay in the room. It's like, oh, why? Yeah. This is work, and you know, I have no guilt about this. This isn't. But so it's, it's the because guilt of that my made own. You leave. Yeah, it's my <laughs> own insecurity. It's in my own guilt. It's mm-hmm. my own discomfort with this power imbalance. Yeah. Right. That makes me leave. Again, it's not because I'm good. Right. It's because I'm guilty. I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, perfect movie for me. Absolutely. <laughs> the audition is absolutely perfect for me. I mean, it 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 preys on all of my self my fears all of my um, self-doubts all of my own you know all of that stuff it just it just reads right into me (laughs) 
So yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm so thankful you brought this. Uh, I think we can get a lot of insights from you as a director and as yeah. a male director too, um, because uh, there is a. I read somewhere where like there are basically two readings of this film. There's a misogynistic reading and there's a feminist reading. Yeah, super opposite um, stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it yeah. starts off. It's very misogynistic, but then you can also think about it in in you know of her. Uh, when yeah. she's just fucking getting taking revenge on all these men who have really taken advantage of her, so that's mm-hmm. an also, also a, a feminist reading of that. But I mean, like, I just touched on that, and I would really want to hear more of what you guys think about that. Um, but before that, yes, uh, I know um, Mario gave kind of a gave us kind of a tease about the premise, but I would really love for Aaron to kind yeah. of sum <clears> things <throat> up and just give us her own how her own interpretation of what the movie is about. Right. All right. It's so it's so good to be on the other side of this now, <laughs> hearing, hearing the summary instead of giving it. Go for it. Well, if you needed proof that I watched it, just look at our thread. That I know, is I know. proof. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so the story starts out with a father with a guy in a hospital bed with his wife who is sick and dying. She dies, and their son is walking in. Like we said earlier, it's very melodramatic. The son finds out his mom's dead and they kind of have to deal with that. Fast forward to seven years later, the son's like, Dad, um, you look kind of sad. I think you need a girl. You need to get married. And so I guess the dad's like, yeah, you know what? I am sad. I do need a girl. He talks to his friend. He's like, dude, I need a girl. Let's go exploit some young actress. Yeah. So how he even asks, how young? How young? Yeah. So and what gross. are your criteria? Yeah. And then his criteria. So um, I want her to be an artist. I want her to either paint or dance or play the piano. But not good enough yeah. that she's professional. Yeah. Yung sakto lang. Like, yeah. you know, here yeah, in the house. I don't, I don't want a yeah, strong yeah, yeah. woman. I want someone I can mold. Yeah. ba? Pang ambient music lang sa bahay, kumbaga. So... The friends like let's have an audition because you know uh, I've I've done this before. Some we can fake movie. we can collect all these girls, but you can't have the lead. Huh? You can't because hey, if she's the lead, well, she'll, uh, be she'll be happy. You know, <laughs> she won't want to be with you. Ones. Yeah, you need someone right? unhappy to be with you. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they be with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. He said he said that the unhappy ones. Make better actresses. He said yeah. something like that. Like, the unhappy Ooh, ones yeah, make that, yes, better yes, actresses. Yes, 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 yes. Is that right? true? So, it was very, it was very high level negging. High level negging. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Might, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hold the audition and he sends the resumes and the, the bio datas of all these girls. And he's looking through them at home. And then uh, his coffee spills on this one bio data. And he reads, he starts with the essay. He doesn't look at the picture first. He starts with the essay. And it's a very riveting essay to him, mm. which is weird. Um, she was she was a broken girl in the essay. And he was like, ooh, broken chick. I like this. So he really waits for her in the audition. She's something like number 28 out of 30. They go through the audition. And the audition looks... Like, bring it on type auditions. There are some funny ones. There are some really weird ones. It gets misogynistic because they show panget ones and then yeah. their faces are just like that. Yep. Some girls are taking off their clothes. And then, you know, his ideal one comes in. She's so quiet and obedient and docile. Obedient is a word that they use a lot, by the way. Mm. She must be obedient. So she seems obedient. Ganon. I mean, women should be, right? Her. 
Right? We, we have oh to obey. God. We have to obey only <laughs> yeah, what I the mean, male says. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way our lives work. You know, patriarchy. I, I, hope, my <laughs> anyway, wife, I anyway. hope my wife never listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he takes her out on a date. And then fast forward, parang he gets really obsessed with her. And then yeah. she gets really obsessed with him to the point that she's waiting for his call just waiting. Like the phone is there and then she's waiting for his call and then some funny stuff shows up. Like yeah. Moving bag. Yeah. What is that? Moving bag. So you start to think, oh, is this a supernatural movie? Because there's a moving bag and she's just there in her corner smiling when she gets the call. So later on, we realize, okay, um, uh, parang they have sex. Fast forward. They have sex. <laughs> and then she disappears. So he's like, where did she go? So he goes to the street where he drops her off. He never sees her house. Goes to the street. Then he finds some abandoned house and hears a piano. So he goes in and he sees some footless man playing the piano who starts scaring him saying, oh, you had sex with her. Oh, shit. You had sex with her. Oh, shit. Go to the bar. So he goes to the bar where she works. And then you see that it's closed. And another guy is like, oh, dude, the owner of that place, she died. She was murdered. Okay. And then it was such a bloodbath. But there was extra fingers, tatlo, <laughs> an extra ear, and a tongue. That had no, ano. That had no owner. Yeah. Right? But piece together in the puzzle, in the yeah. physical puzzle. You know? Some disembodied stuff right but he doesn't care he doesn't care I love her I love you Asami so he starts looking for Asami I don't care I don't care and then we find out through dreams for some reason I don't know he's dreaming that this Asami was tortured and abused as a child oh she tells him she tells him she was abused by her tito and he burned her near her vagina as a child as a child as a child, and it was such a traumatic experience, she pours herself to him and says, you only love me, right? Me lang, diba? Promise, promise. And he's like, yeah, of course. Fast forward to, I forgot, wait, why did she dress up in leather bigla and after No, uh, what happened pala? I had to Google. Parang she visited his house without him in mm-hmm. it. You know that? Yep. There was like a scene where the camera was just POV. Yes. Oh, yeah. I yep, hate that they killed the fucking dog again. Yeah. They should <laughs> stop making you know what? movies with uh, dead dogs. Man, this is a recurring <laughs> thing with, with, with Aaron. Like, uh, she hates yeah. it when like she only cares if the an animal is killed and she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Or a people. baby. Animal or, or baby. baby. Yeah. When when I watched like it the, again, I was like, oh fuck, Aaron's gonna hate this. Called yeah, it. Like the establishing John the Dude, establishing the dog palang. Hi gang, hi yeah. gang. Me and my roommate were like tang ina may mangyayari dito. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. So anyway, she kills the dog, fucking bitch. And then um, yeah, so she visits his house and then she's, when he why 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 did she visit his house? Well, because she's, yeah, she's a bit obsessed and crazy at this point. But she also sees a picture of his wife and that right. flips her and that's and that's wow the guys look at me filling in with details. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, then and then she flips out yeah, and decides yeah, yeah. to uh, spike his drink. Yes, so she spikes his drink and then suddenly she's in leather with this <laughs> nice little briefcase with some items in it. <laughs> Oh, but before that, I'm so sorry. Before that, we find out what's in the fucking bag. Okay, so the bag opens 
And she's vomiting in the corner. Asami's vomiting in the corner. And then you see that. what she's vomiting into. She's vomiting into a bowl to feed what is in the bag. Now, what's in the bag? There is a man in the bag missing three fingers, an ear, and a tongue. And he swallows up her vomit like it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great and scene. That, mm-hmm. that, that scene literally made me go, was <laughs> <laughs> going like that. So anyway, um, yeah. So so he's on the floor, paralyzed because she said, you know, whatever you had, I'm injecting you with this thing that's going to paralyze you, but you still feel pain because mm. you need to feel pain mm. because mm. I felt pain. So mm. you got to feel some pain. So she takes out needles so and good. puts it deep into his belly, so several good. going kitty, 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 which means deeper, 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 kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh no, my <laughs> internet is failing me, but I'm going to continue the story. We're or good. We can, hear you. we can hear you. We can hear you. Needle. Oh, this is a and we, fantastic. Okay. Screen grab. Screen grab. Screen grab. I'm going to take this. Yep. Yep. There it is. Oh, shit. There it is. Oh, damn. I got it. I'll put it in the chat. So, anyway, this has been recording. And she puts needles into his belly, and it's the most painful part. And then she starts putting it under his eye and tapping it, tapping it. And then she goes on top of him with the needles on his belly. (laughs) And if you think it's over, no, she doesn't want him to escape. So she gets a wire that can cut into flesh and And bone. Cuts off his foot. And then it does a flashback. She did that to her Tito. Cut off his head with this wire. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's a happy ending naman. She dies. The sun <laughs> comes in and pushes her off the stairs. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I, I, I think that was yep. the, full, the yep. full synopsis with I think, details. I think, we can, so. I think with confidence, we can say that Aaron has seen this film. Aaron's yes. Yeah, fresh. Yes. yes. She's, she's, she has she's watched fresh. it. Fresh in my mind. <laughs> the movie that traumatized her. Uh, the only movie fair, so far. To be yes. fair, I don't hate it. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't. It's just, Unexpected. it affected me yeah. in such a way. So but graphic, yeah. Interestingly, when you were talking about how, you know, you were, you're a director and um, it's so normal for you, for, for girls to come in and audition. I agree. I agree. That entire scene when the girls were auditioning, I was like, oh yeah, this looks like a regular audition. Except regular when the girl audition. started taking off her clothes. But I was like, hmm, yeah, this I had happens. auditions like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it was very walalang for me to see the audition process. I was like, okay, yeah. We've had an audition where we just needed to see the body shape because it's for a body thing in Monster. Mm-hmm. So right. we just said, can we see your body? Is it okay? We just meant underwear, you know, maybe take off your shirt. Yeah. And then uh, I wasn't in the room, but Monster came out and said, she just stripped completely because as a starlet or whatever, you know, one of those she, things, yeah. it's just, oh, I'm just going to yeah. Take yeah. it off. So you know that I mean, you know that that's been asked of her so many times before. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's normal in in go sees, not just for movies, but like for modeling, modeling. and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's wala lang. nothing. But I'm sure they get to keep their underwear on, Aaron. Uh, Mon- the one of Monster No took off the top. Yeah. Things. Not but, really, because oh. sometimes they'll be like, oh, there you can't see the seams of your underwear through the dress, and it's um, true, naman. Like it's valid. You see the dress, yeah. you're like, yeah, you can't see. Uh, so you gotta do it. So okay. it is pretty normal, but I guess it's 
it's the malice that is put into the heads that yeah. makes it weird. Which is why I'm super comfortable. Like if I'm working with gay guys, they're just like, okay, andalin mo yan. Like, okay, no yep. problem. But it. it is a little apprehensive <laughs> when there's just a random straight man sitting there. Like, what are you doing here? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Actually, in the beginning of this movie, nga, parang when I didn't realize it was gonna make a wild turn into being a revenge and torture movie, but I'm like, wow, this is like an awful guy movie. <laughs> like, parang, yeah. parang when, when, I, when I wasn't sure that the movie was self-aware, parang, oh, they're awful. <laughs> like, parang, yeah, they're awful. This, men are trash. Uh, yeah. yeah, men are... And, parang, and, and I guess this is one of the... And then later and it's on... it's so normal pa, for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like, parang, oh, my God. I, I just... The year, when was just made? 1999? Yeah, people weren't, people weren't so aware. <laughs> weren't yeah. so politically... Pa, and Back then, then, he would have seemed like a great guy. Normal yeah. great guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's just looking for yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Actually, actually, galing because for a movie made in 1999, parang that sort of low-level toxicity, parang na na, na identify na. But yeah. if we but if we had seen that in 99, parang wow, why should pick on this guy? He yeah. seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. In 99, you would have said, "But fuck, this bitch is crazy." Yeah, yeah. 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 she everything. To be fair, yeah, but you would completely think that she is like an absolute villain, and the guy yeah. was innocent, and you know, yeah, yeah. he's just looking for love. Absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking yeah. to replace his poor dead wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So was, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Mario. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a I mean, it's a me I'm trying to remember what I felt then. I do believe I I mean I don't pretend to be super powoke. I mean yeah. I must have seen this about two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe mm-hmm. when it came out on DVD. So I I do know that the guilt when I was watching it, I felt the guilt. So I know mm-hmm. you know, I it, it wasn't I had at least an inkling, but of course, 15 years later, 20 years later, it's it's a completely different film now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In nowadays, with the Me Too movement, especially. Yeah. Well, I would love But still to, relevant, even extremely. if it was made before, still relevant. I would love to delve deeper into that uh, statement, Mario. I, I realized when I was. I told you about that uh, review I read where it said that there, there could, it, you can read it as a misogynistic film or as a feminist film. And then you kind of reacted. I saw on the film, uh, on, on screen, you kind of reacted like, you know, uh, I would love to hear what you think about that. I mean, I guess you could think of it as a misogynist. I mean, um, I think it was, uh, it, I'd like to think, um, because I'm basing surely on my experience, that the director at the time that he was making the film was in the same space that I was when I was watching it. Coming from the guilt, at least mm. trying to address his, trying to address the misog- the real misogyny that exists, trying to ad- address this whole power imbalance. And when I watch the film again now, I think there are clues all along that absolutely he was. But you know, so to see it as a, a a feminist film because it addresses misogyny, there's a ton of misogyny in the film. Yes. Mm. So I can look at it as a feminist film because it's. I don't think it's shining a. I don't think it's unaware misogyny. Mm. I don't think. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. be. It can't no, it's be, very right? aware. It can't, it because can't be, right? even in the questioning, the way they were asking questions to the girls, yeah. they were calling that out to each other. Oh, that's that's a weird question to ask during now, a question. Yeah. I do think there must have there may have been some moments of just pure misogyny coming straight from the filmmakers, playing the um the less good looking auditioner as for a laugh mm. for example sure yes. now is that are they super aware of what they're doing how misogynist that is just because they're doing 
they're addressing the power imbalance and looking at that level of misogyny. Yeah. Does that mean yeah. they're also aware of when they're playing it for a laugh? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure yeah. because it was yeah. 1999. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think to a certain Sorry. extent, Japan is still a little weird oh, very, when it comes yeah, to that. Very. I mean, the the trends and the things that the women wear for the men, mm. it's strange. So I don't know if they're they're in the same space as the rest of the world yet. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I mm. But I do know the times when I would visit Japan, I would talk to, let's say… Um, because I would go there for festivals and we talk to the people who are there, tell us about the culture and whatnot. And, but mainstream Japan still is woman walks behind the men, right? Mm. I think that's still mainstream Japan. Oh. I'm not sure. Okay. Like if there's a group of men and a group of the women walk a little bit behind. I mean, it's kind of mm. ingrained from what they told me before. Mm. Maybe things are changing, you know, but yeah. I, think, I think you can't deny the history of misogyny in Japan, yeah. at least. Whatever's happening now, I don't know. So I think so. That's why yes, sorry. That's why I kind of like usually Mario. I'm the guy who really super but like para I really super get afraid of horror films. Like it's not my uh, it's not not my thing. But this one really had me engaged the whole time as much as I could because para it for me sure it turned out to be a revenge and torture movie. But prior to that, it, I felt like I was watching a sort of window into a culture, a subculture maybe. Or a certain behavior of a culture, but that's how I saw it. Like, but oh, and then whatever horrors that came out of that is a bit of a like you know the whatever is inside is acting up lang. Like whatever Freudian thing is inside their heads, it's acting up. So that's why I kind of enjoyed this film a lot. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad I was able, <laughs> I was glad I was able to introduce something that was a little. Yeah. I mean, do you, did you have any other female revenge films so far? I mean, that's a so far, that's a real genre. No. no, but I not do really. love so the genre. It's a real genre. <laughs> I right? love it. I, I love it. it. Female revenge. Hard yeah. candy. I love our young woman. I haven't oh, seen that yet. Have you seen it's Revenge? Intense. Like literally the film Revenge? No, I've not. No. By the uh, the French uh, director, uh, female director. Oh God, it is so good. Uh, Mario, let me send you a link later on. Um, sure. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. You guys would love it. So are you guys, um, I'm this, oh sorry, Aaron, you wanted a question? Go ahead. I was just going to say because Miguel enjoyed it. I wouldn't okay. say I enjoyed it. Enjoy yeah. is not the adjective, verb, the sure. verb that that I did mm. when I was watching yeah. the movie. Okay. Also Fair. because I felt, what the, I mean, it was just so graphic. It was so intense. That's the part that got to me. It was, yeah. wow. I mean, girl, I know you went through some pain. But, um, you know, why don't you talk to a therapist, work your <laughs> issues out? <laughs> it was just so, Can, oh, it's so crazy. Well, let me, uh, the day I got this DVD, I watched it first. I was home. I was home. Monster was out working. And then another friend of ours. Uh, uh, anyway, so I, I was watching it at home. And it's like, this is amazing. This is horrifying. This is like maybe the most disturbing film I've seen in so long. It's was so affecting to me that as soon as Monster came home, she came, I think, with a friend of ours, so, who's also a girl. And then I said, oh, you have to watch this film. You have to watch it. It's, like, <laughs> it's the most intense thing. Yeah. It's like, what? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I kind of really forced them. You have to watch this film. It's so amazing. And they watched it. And honestly, their reactions, whatever. Oh, because, wow. uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I mean, they were making fun. Like the most horrifying moments, like the, 
the sound. What is yeah. that? Yeah. They were making yeah. fun of it. You know, wow. it's like, so that's why I was saying, oh, maybe women look at it differently because they don't have the guilt and the shame. And I mean, uh, yes. I'm sure you have guilt and shame, sure. but not guilt and shame related the, to this, yeah. related yes. to this, yeah. this mm-hmm. kind of power imbalance and what you do. So that was my, that was my thought of what, I mean, that's what I assume was happening. Why yeah. um, my friends saw it so differently than I did. Mm. That's a very perfectly valid. Yeah, they were laughing it at is. me. I said it's horrifying, and they were laughing. So it's like, <laughs> like, whatever. So they were, why are you scared? Uh, <laughs> so that's why I'm happy. Aaron found it affecting yes, at least. I did. Well, I am did. I happy? But anyway, so much blood and decapitation. That's <laughs> also not my favorite genre. Kasi. Yeah, I don't Tor- watch so torture, watch yeah. torture oh, porn yeah. and stuff like Perfect that. It's not really intro. my thing. Me Perfect yeah, segue. Actually. First of all. Um, are you a fan of Takashi Miike at all, uh, Mario? After the this, director? that was the first film I'd seen. After this, I only saw Ichi the Killer, and yeah. then that's it. I did after Ichi, I didn't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was uh, this one felt right. You know what I mean? Um, yes. For me, I can imagine people loving Ichi, but it wasn't for me. It didn't sure. seem to. It, it wasn't what you know. It didn't attack my primal fears. Yeah. Right? It, mm-hmm. Ichi was just like. Um, did, it, did everyone see Ichi the Killer? It's kind no. of his no. other famous film, right? Oh, yeah. anyway. Ichi. It, it's, it's, um, it's just about a man who's programmed and it's about violence. And it's just about film violence. But, you know, in my mind, it wasn't as, uh, as like visceral, as like primal mm-hmm. as this was for me. Because maybe I'm not, you know, a serial killer. But I am a director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said it was a perfect segue because… Uh, See, sorry to go all film on you, Aaron, but Taki, no, uh, yeah, he's he's very very uh, you know known for gore. Okay, mm-hmm. um, he also did Thirteen Assassins, uh, which I is an incredible that. samurai movie. Oh, so good, um, extremely gory. But when we were talking about this film on our on our group, PV, our producer mm-hmm. said that you know basically uh, you know it's, it's torture porn. Audition is torture. I never thought of audition as being torture porn. And I was like, yes, it is torture porn. It's absolutely torture porn. It and is. so when I read up on it, fucking Eli Roth absolutely mm. credits this as one of his seminal films. Yeah. So this could be the birth of torture porn. Really? Yeah. I guess. I mean, if I guess it's if, possible. If, yeah. if if torture porn, if you if the poster child of torture porn is probably hostile, hostile. or saw, so, yeah. it's probably hostile, I think. Um, and took it to the extreme. And then, you know. Eli Roth says that this is really what kind of made him as a filmmaker. This is probably the start of torture porn. So what, what do you guys think of torture porn in general? Well, I was talking to PV about that before you guys went online. Like we were saying, oh shit, influence Eli Roth for stuff. But we were saying like, while while Ellie Roth focused on the torture porn, yeah. And that gore. became yeah, the gore. That became the that became the sort of core of the story. For this particular movie, for audition, parang it was a feature, but yes, it wasn't yeah. the main it thing. So, it wasn't oh yeah. Main yeah, 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 yeah. For me, the feat, parang the whole thing was still about this. It was actually for us, I think Aaron also. It's actually a, an emotional movie. Parang mm. it's about sad people with past traumas, and you know, it's affecting how they relate to each other. Basically, <laughs> they, they torture each other. Hey, no, and then parang. But and then and then Miguel. torture and torture and revenge becomes a feature of it. So yeah. parang, that's why it's moved. Parang, maybe moving is the wrong word. That's why it's affecting versus 
uh, Ellie Roth, uh, an Ellie Roth movie. Para, oh shit, para, it's a bit of a spectacle. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, in general, I hate torture porn. I yeah. really dislike it as a genre. Um, and I think it's hard to describe this as torture porn because, I mean, I mean that, scene, that climax is, but it's almost there's 30 a contrast. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost yeah. a third of the, I mean, it's a fourth of the film. Yeah. Exactly. There's a contrast because it starts off like a, you know, like, you know, like a rom-com. And then right. like it's it's drama. But like an Eli Roth film is just like fucking gallons of blood and people screaming. And it's just, there's no contrast anymore. So it's not even shocking to me. It's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Here, it's more visceral for me. Like the emotion I get out of seeing um, what's his name get the needles in his eye and how he's reacting. That's more shocking to me than, you know, uh, two hours of, of teens getting their throat slit and, you know, a woman bathing in their blood. Like, I, I, can't, st- I can't stand that stuff at all. From the time from the time he takes the drink and falls yeah. till the end of the film, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. if you can imagine, it's which is essentially all scenes of, um, I guess, torture and gore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know... Uh, the thing about that is also, if you I watched the sequence again and I it didn't register for me when I I'd seen it maybe twice only that first time I saw it when I told Monster and Corinne to go watch it and then another time after that maybe within a few months so it's like fif- more than fifteen years or no no I'm sorry less than two thousand eight um, I don't know what was anyway two thousand two somewhere there yeah the point being um when I did watch it and then I saw and. I didn't realize when I watched it again how weird that thirty minutes is. It's mm-hmm. super surreal. It's so uh, surreal. Yeah, it's 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 <clears throat> it's, it's really postmodern. It <sighs> because from the time he takes the uh, when by the time from the time he's drugged, what we see yeah. are scenes from previous dates yes. that yeah. didn't exist yeah. in yeah. the date yes. that told a completely different story. Mm-hmm. We also saw scenes of him. You know that scene when he sees the guy come out of the sack and she vomits sure. into the bowl. Yeah. That's He's in there. her house. Yeah, that's not in that's not in Ayama's house. It's not in his house. Oh, it's yeah. in her his house. house. It's in. It's not in yeah. his house. It's in her yeah. house. It's in her house. Yeah, it's in her oh. house. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's not there. That sack's not there in in the end either. Yeah, because so there's this weird thing going on, and of course, so aside weird. from that, the things that we we assume are visions, like him having sex. With a young, pretty girlfriend of his son. Of his son, you yeah. get it. There's yeah. so yeah. much of it. Holy shit! There's, there's so much there that's guilt. In other words, when he when he's drugged, what we see are impossible scenes, scenes that he couldn't have known. We also like uh, we also see um, scenes he couldn't have been in. Yeah. Uh, we also see what we assume is his imagination, but in that imagination, what is addressed? We see um, him. Uh, first, uh, um, the beautiful uh, Asami attacking him, wanting to give him a blowjob. Like, right. come on, I need to, I need to suck you. And then right after that, she transforms into his secretary, yeah. who says, "Why did you have sex with me just that once? I thought we were going to have more." Yeah. So that, you know, that's huge because earlier on in the film, she says she's engaged. She says she. There's a scene early in the film where the secretary goes to him and says, I just want you to know I'm going to get engaged. And she's not the prettiest girl. And what? And so, and he's like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to know. Thank you. And then yeah. he tells her again. As she tells him again later on, a few scenes later, it's like, uh, I'm going to get married. I'm going to go off. It's like, oh, okay. 
you know, it's fine. And then you think it's just, oh, how cute. She has an unrequited thing with him. Like oh, she's yeah, had a yeah. crush on him for this whole time. And then, and he just never reciprocated. He, I guess he's looking for something better. But later on in the fantasy portion or that after he's drugged, we see that she says to him, why did you have sex with me just that one time? Yeah. And I thought something more was going to come. So yeah, that guilt's really there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all of this, you know, this, you paint him in the beginning, the director and the, the actor and everything. They, they paint him as exactly the myth of the good guy, which, yeah. I, you know, we all ascribe to. It's like, I'm a good guy, right? Yeah. You know, we all yeah. think that. We're all good guys. He thinks he's a good guy. He's painted as a good guy. He thinks and, he's a good guy. A, yes, yeah. he does. He does. All of that. He yeah. thinks he's a good guy. He thinks yeah. he's a good guy. He doesn't see any of it. Look at how he'll say, like, uh, oh, she's only 24, but, you know, she's so mature in her essay. It's so mm-hmm. mature for her age. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. every one of my friends who's dated someone Yes. Way too young for them. Oh no, you don't know her. She's way mature for her age. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and even oh, the, please. even the son calls it out, diba? Right? And then yeah. parang the son's just like, well, yeah, I'm closer to age. <laughs> that, I'm closer yeah. to her exactly. age, but all right, exactly, all right. Yeah. It's so normal. It's so normal. <laughs> when he sees the he sees his son's girlfriend earlier on, you think it's nothing. He just goes, ah, parang cute. Like behind the son's back, he makes a gesture like, oh, your girlfriend's cute. And then later on when it's all drugged, yeah, all young, cute women, including his son's girlfriend, are in that weird twisted thing in his head, right? So there's no good, I mean, how? Yeah, because his spoil is his best friend, Buddy, who's like this obviously caricaturishly bad guy. But then he's supposed to be the same. He's supposed to be the nice one. But all these little underlying... uh, Awfulness. Of the, uh, like, that's kind of par for being a guy. Yeah. Guys are it's shit. A, so my question Absolutely. is... We're garbage. Yeah. My question is, after having mentioned all of this, that it's so yeah. self-aware that men are garbage, was it a happy ending that she died at the end for you No, my. No. No. <laughs> I don't see how this could be a happy ending at all. No. I don't even all. know what this... This is really a very postmodern thing as well. Yeah. I mean... She's watching him. He watches her die. She's on her side. She's dead. She's been thrown down the stairs. Her neck is broken. And there, mm-hmm. as he looks at her, he sees her saying all the things he wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all the things, yeah. uh, you know, like, um, oh, you're not like other men. You're so, yeah. you're warm. so warm. You're so, you know, it's like, uh, it's so hard for me to connect. To, I, you know. Yeah. And then, so, you know, she, he, She's she's saying these things again. I can't help but compare it now that I see it again to Gone Girl, that myth of the you know the perfect girl that every guy wants, right? Mm-hmm. And how girls have to conform to that. To and, and that's just the way the world works. If you don't conform to that good girl, this game yeah. girl who wants sex all the time, who does it, you know, then you're. I mean, maybe that's why she's always in white, you know, because mm, you right. want the virgin. You yes, know, like right. for the, for him, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All those questions that they asked all the auditionees, about, yeah, the, they're all about sex. I mean, that was a red flag sex. at the beginning. Yeah. Already, yeah. you're like these two fucking like middle aged men are just asking all these young people about about you know sex. Are you comfortable yeah. with having sex? And uh, it's just over and over. And it's like wow, yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah, men are yeah. trash. That we are, but again. You know, I want to direct films. I want to audition people. I love auditioning people. I have to always be aware of this power imbalance. Mm-hmm. And I have to be aware of it because it's a real thing. And because it's, 
you know, it's a, it's a problem, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's a real problem. It's so easy to abuse it. And mm-hmm. I, I think all men would abuse, aren't that far from abuse. I'm not saying all men would abuse it, but we aren't that far, you yeah. know, it, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can, I, I think I can honestly say I've never done it. Um, what's this? Knowingly. I've never tried yeah. to abuse it. But no, but I know. do love that you're you're so aware of this. This is something that not a lot of people are open to kind of being aware to. And I've been I've been watching a lot of TikToks on women's liberation. Okay. <laughs> go go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 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 So this yeah. girl, she's a Harvard graduate. She was talking about how um, you always hear women saying things like, oh, I can do anything a man can do. I can do anything mm-hmm. a man can do. But why is it that men don't say things like that? I can do anything a woman can do. And that's sort of what might create the shift from patriarch to kind of smash the patriarchy. Because mm-hmm. instead of just seeing women as equals, like, oh, she's competent for a mm-hmm. woman. Like, oh, we're equals. Men should start being inspired by women as opposed mm. to just being impressed by women. Oh. So instead of just saying, oh, magaling siya, magaling siya, the, the true shift will happen when men start saying, oh, I want to be like her. Oh, I want to do things like her. And that's the only time things are going to shift. So with people like you kind of opening up these conversations, I think there's a chance. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I, but, I'm trash. <laughs> I'm trash. No, I I have to be aware because I'm trash. I just I'm actually very lucky. I, my partner uh, is an excellent filmmaker and beautiful, and you know we're you know so um, it's like something that I can uh, at least lean on. You know mm. that something someone that oh I can ask to check me also. Right. Right. Um, but left to my own devices on the <laughs> on the worst day, you know. Uh, I, I don't, th- again, this is going out to the public. If any woman I've ever auditioned feels I've taken advantage, I want them to contact me because I don't think it's happened. Right. Um, right. Uh, but, you know, who's, who's to say? Who's yeah. to say what we're blind about? This man thought he was a good guy. I think yeah. I'm a good guy, you know, and that's a myth, you know. Right. Um, You're not all men. Not all men bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> absolute bullshit. Yeah. Right. Because this imbalance so, exists. It's so mm-hmm. clear, right? I mean, there's a push now to have more women directors, and I'm so, On I'm board. so happy about it. Yeah. Yes, because, because it's whenever you know, um, there's a director's group. It's just an old boys club. And it's just mm. us, yeah. just men. Yeah. And it's up. not just your industry. It's very interesting because I I do comedy, and I'm friends with a lot of stand up comedians who tell me like, Aaron, there are no girls doing open mics. Like, why are there not enough mm-hmm. comedians? Oh, because all your jokes are about dicks and masturbation. Yeah. Like, we don't <laughs> be around yeah. that. But that's that's sure. also what's happening. Like, if you look at the top comedy podcasts in the Philippines, it's all headed by male comedians. There are not a lot of women comedians. So it's really, there is a power imbalance. And um, it's got to change, man. But I think, but I think they're they're men are capable of changing at the very least. You may be trash, I, but I think there is um, effort. If you put effort in it, there is a possibility for men to change. I'm sure in, men can change. I mean, uh, I was taught as a kid, 
to hate homosexuals. That was oh, exactly wow. what I was mm-hmm. told. What man mm-hmm. wasn't taught that? Right, right. Yeah. Not to make yes. fun. I mean, I yes. was taught to make fun of gay people. Yes. I was taught to put them down and try, you know, tell them. And of course, a lot of that, I'm not the most macho guy. So, you know, anytime I could, uh, what's this, deflect anything about not being manly enough, then I would. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's something that I had to change. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I'm not even <laughs> I think I've changed. I believe because again, how do we know, right? Yeah. All we do is try. But I do know that that attitude that I had as a kid of how to think of gay people that changed. Mm-hmm. How do I think of women? I think it's changing, but definitely the idea, the basic idea of to objectify them or to, um, yeah, or or just to see them as a, a thing to be gotten that was that was ingrained. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I also got very lucky with my partner. I, yeah. I have to say that again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Monster's pretty amazing. It's hard to just objectify her. You know? I'm, glad, so I'm, I'm glad that you're inspired by her and not just impressed by her. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. That's uh, yeah. admirable. And yeah, anyway. You know, but there, there was a even, CarMax. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go. There's a CarMax. Uh, it, it's a brand in the US uh, ad that just came out, uh, I think, a few days ago. It's so funny, dude. It's uh, it's basically Steph Curry goes up to buy a, mm. a car. And then he goes up to the to the salesman, and the salesman's like, "Wow, I did not expect that a four time basketball champion would show up and buy a car for me." And then Steph Curry's like, "Hey, hey, I've only won three. And then he's like, "Oh no, I'm talking about Sue Bird. And Sue Bird is this WNBA yeah. Yeah. Uh, legend yeah. who's won yeah. four. And I thought that was fucking That's amazing. Cool. Like, is so good. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, off tangent. Okay, <laughs> no, not really. That was you. well yeah. within. That yeah. was well within the topic. Yeah. Inspired mm-hmm. by women. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Is it torture porn? I think it kind of is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. thirty minutes of real torture, and then that thing with that razor wire, Ooh. right? And then you yeah. see yes. that later on in. Uh, I remember when I saw it in uh, Hereditary, right? Ooh, yes. Yep. Right? <laughs> the end. The yeah. end. When she's. Yep. Again, it, I mean, I, you have to think that's an influence. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I don't sure. Yes. Ugh. But yeah. Ugh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean so the gross. the gore that was very new to me at the time also. I mean that kind of gore. I mean we'd seen and you know those 30 minutes? No music. None. None. Oh, wow. Really? None. Oh, fuck, I Just didn't notice that. Fucking quiet. Just no music the whole time. So and it's not Kitty, 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 yeah. kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> That's what you hear. I, I saw this movie in 2001. Um, I was in New York with Quark Hinaris. Um, uh, at the time, um, I was a uh, you know very into yes. studio films, okay. studio films. Yeah. You know, so this was one of the first like real independent films I had seen at the time. Uh, um, yeah, so he brought me to this. Uh, me and a few other people to this like independent theater. Forgot which one it was. Um, and he's like, oh, we got to watch this. Takashi Miki. Uh, it's like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, the other day, I, I he had just brought us to uh, watch Mulholland Drive. And that was my first David Lynch. And that was... <laughs> yeah. wow. I saw Aaron's reaction. Wow. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. So, and then, so I was like, really? It was fucking incredible. And I came out of this and I was just like, what the fuck did I just <laughs> see? Yeah. Like, in, this was 2001. Like, I, I was pretty young back then. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I was blown away. It like it was not. It was unlike anything I had seen. Yeah. Before. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I have Quark to thank for that. 
So I, I mean, I, I have to say the the reaction of Monster and Corinne. I understand where they're coming from in the sense that the whole revenge thing is parang cool, like oh, okay, yeah, cool. But it's it's just the the dismembered feet, and that's that's the stuff that gets me. It's not so much what happened to him, like yeah, sure, that's fine, yeah. But it's it's the stuff. <laughs> he deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he died, okay, lang whatever. But like. Yeah. It's the way it happened. It was just it's the so, way it happened. Yeah. It's, it's also the way he yeah. covered it. Like, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of gore, mm. but he shot so many reaction shots mm. and really intensified like how you're watching it. Because he really looked like he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. 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 You know? And I think the director just wanted to be jarring yeah. throughout the whole movie because you see cuts that are parang, oh, wait. Uh, okay. Like there was this yeah. one cut that I found funny. There was music swelling up this big long cut. This quiet. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Just <laughs> jarring. It's like, oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so it switches a lot. And even in that part that Mario said was surreal, that was a lot of just, huh? Huh? Yeah. Cuts that just, what? But, oh, we're here now. Parang yeah. <laughs> like, it added. Even in my like live reactions to you guys, like, is this a whole fucking dream? <laughs> I'd, feel, I'd feel cheated if it was like that. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because he did it. He really? made him wake up in bed next to her yeah. at the resort. And it's like, oh, it was all a dream. Yeah. yeah. He gave you like 30, no, no, a minute and a half. Yeah. Believing it was a dream. Yeah. And then, but you're right. I would have felt cheated. Yeah. Same. And then. Yes. My favorite random cut is like, so it's quiet, right? Uh, the whole time she's sticking needles in him. She's sawing off his foot. And all you hear is just yeah. what she's saying and what's happening. And, and then you go outside. Yeah. And then we're outside. And then it's completely silent. We see it through the porch uh, door. And oh she just God. throws the This is the when foot. she throws the foot. She just throws the foot. Yeah. And that's yeah. all here. That's all here. And then she's on to the next one. You can't even hear it. Oh. Amazing. That's so, so that's so masterful. Yeah. Like, what Amazing. I would have thought to, like, to, to even do that cutaway shot. It's on glass, you see blood on it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well. It's so well. She good. was so, so well. into it. Yung she kept moving positions. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So much joy. She had so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. Mm. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. And then actually, the eye, if you remember, like the eye when she was doing it. When she was poking the needles in his eye, it's maybe two minutes of just her face, like this. Like yes, you yes. can't see what it's she's doing, face. and then you reverse mm-hmm. at the very end reverse, of it. Reverse, and then you see it like that. Kitty, 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 yes, kitty, kitty, exactly kitty. like that. Just like that, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> then, man, right? like for Aaron. I'm trash. I'm so trash. All right. For the remake. How meta. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's amazing, but guys, right, time, that time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. We that came look, back around. I mean, the the listeners can't hear it, but the look that she had when she was mm-hmm. uh, the listeners can't see what Aaron was doing, but the look it's just like this quiet little. Oh, and Pilot yeah. was such a nurturing. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. put it exactly here under this part of the eye. Very good. But you felt like yeah. she, she knew she was doing a good job. But she taps it. She had the line. Um, you won't know, like you won't know the shape of your heart without pain. In other words, like, um, <laughs> yeah. 
it's weird. Like that's this is. I mean, I again, I, I did a quick Google also for this just to get ready. I watched it again and did a quick Google. But one of the quotes I found from Nika was he thinks it's just and how wonderful he says it's just his opinion, but he thinks she was doing it out of love. Mm. She thinks this is how because of what happened to her. <gasps> This is oh, what love is like. That's so interesting. So she loves him more. She's obsessed so by she him. She does really loves more him. More stuff. Yeah. That's so now I'm not sure I agree with the reading, but that, yeah. because he, even he said it's yeah. his opinion. Sure, sure, sure. Right, but yeah. um, I found it interesting that that was his approach. As she's doing all that, it's out of love because that's what she knows love is: all this pain, all this and so she, That's why that line is there. Where um, yeah, pain. Mm-hmm. You need pain to know the shape of your heart. She had very That's good lines. I super enjoyed famous. the writing when she was torturing him and killing him. It was so good. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. She was incredible. It was incredible. She's, she's she's incredible. Yeah. She not only so well, good. not only is she incredible, she's an incredible actress, but my god, her face. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's so striking. Like all the close-ups. And then like honestly, she looks dead inside. Such good <laughs> she looks dead inside Such and she looks good. terrifying. Like mm. One interesting thing that I, I I remember just now because you said she looks dead inside was the line in the beginning where they just said everyone in Japan is lonely. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my god. During yeah. the editing sequence, Ooh. when uh, yes. when he when he was, yeah. and it was yeah. so nice so, to see an avid editor. Meta. I haven't seen an avid in so long. It's like oh my god, yeah. an avid. <laughs> I thought that guy was gonna be the gateway into hell for that <laughs> like the editor because he was like just a bit punk, just a bit of forever. Yeah. He had a lollipop. I think he was doing drugs. Yeah. Parang, oh my God! Is this how he? Is this how the situation devolves? <laughs> but anyway, parang, this would have been a great movie to put side by side with Shall We Dance? Who? Yeah. Parang lonely salary man. Parang <laughs> lonely salary man. Pareho. Well, it's from yeah. an executive. It's belong. One finds love in the dance floor. The other one finds death. Heart, one, one finds pain. One finds pain. He doesn't die. He finds yeah, yeah, pain. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the scenes I remember so well that was flashed back to when he was in the bar, right? And the first thing he sees all these girls laughing. Mm. And say, oh, because when you're in Japan, if you're laughing too loud, you know, mm. it's like, oh, so gosh. And then yeah. it was a group of girls laughing yeah. so loud. How can you find good girls? Look at them. So these girls enjoying themselves, having a good time, are like yuck. Yeah. You know what we want are the mm-hmm. traditional, nice, oh, sweet, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We want the the runner up. We don't <laughs> want the lead actress. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then so when you flash back to that later to that bar scene again, I mean, it just reminds you. I mean, that's part of that weird, that weird surreal. I have questions about that actually because there were cuts where they're talking on the date, it's normal, and then in the next shot, biglang all the people are gone. But mm. in the shot before that, there were people talking in the background, mm. and they do that twice with the mm. restaurant and with the diner. Are you talking about in the flashback at the end during the torture or during the, the dates? actual date? The, the actual, actual dates date. had jump cuts. Yeah, which is weird, and some of the jump cuts are completely um, like it's just someone talking and then jump cut. But it's so I, I I assumed it was just to show the gaps like that mm-hmm. that this is a that way later on when you see her talking because in the first dates when she talked about her family they're nice average people we they you know we love each other just as much as is average and then when you see a flashback when he's being tortured we see a whole family history that she puts out I was assuming that that jump cut at that portion during the dates were to signify. 
all the stuff that she's leaving out mm-hmm. and that maybe he's leaving out also. I don't I know. I assumed it's naman weird. that when they started taking out the people, it was the the guy, the director was giving us the feel na parang, oh, they feel like it's just the two of them. Oh, parang like that. Possibly. May ganun din. Or that's how the girl sees it. But it's just, you just love me, right? So it's just the both of them. But I don't know, man. I don't know <laughs> film. <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds correct also. But there were the jump cuts that are just the face. You get it? And yes. no other people around. I mean, And uh, git nang git na. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big, big face. Big head mm-hmm. as... As Hitchcock used to say, it was just a big head. And then yeah. it, you just jump cut to him talking again. And I think those were the first jump cuts. I don't they had jump cuts later on also when when um when the two were arguing, like she disappeared when she the best friend and him were arguing in like a boardroom. There was a lot of jump cuts since that was going yeah. on also. I don't know I don't know what these Yeah, there were a lot of from. shots that, that I found but hmm. What are you trying to say, sir? Yeah. What are you trying to say it's, with this? It's, I'm learning it's, from Chris and Miguel. This is purposeful. What is this shot about? You saw A lot of the time, I don't You're know. You're mocking us. Like, what is that surreal thing at the end? Really? I yeah. mean, is it meant to be know. very expressionistic? I, is it meant to be... Because it, like, it, it's, it's expository. Because it ex- explains... It gives you so much backstory. Yeah. But it's also surreal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it takes you out of your out of the whole experience. So it's like I don't know. It's like w- what you trust is truth, um, mm. and what is what is not. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I just but, chalked I mean, it like, up to oh, it's Japanese. They do weird shit. Yeah, also. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, but, I think but, you could say uh, it's all true. I mean that that flashback yeah, is the right? most true part, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yes, because it explains everything. It I explains mean, everything. It shows how he feels about women. The secretary, the girlfriend of his son. The girlfriend his, of his son. His wife that shows up. That was really shocking to me. Because I do not remember that at all. And when I watched it again yesterday, and I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. That's that's really, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, because I immediately thought of him as as a, a perv. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it now in 2021. Yeah. Seeing that he's so much older. Every girl he auditioned was so young. Yeah. Um, and then seeing this, and I was like, I see seeing the the, the vision of his his do- his son's uh, girlfriend. I was like, yeah, so yeah, so this guy is it's. I mean, he's a fucking pervert. Yeah. Like he really yeah. is. He's he says pervert. to her, "Stop, stop!" And then she goes to him, "You're hard. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? You're you've got a hard on. Please, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know." She said, "It's the it's the son's girlfriend that says that to him, not yeah. another woman, not Asami." Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, oh, I, like, I, like, I like that. I like that. Uh, the, the, the the moment of silence <laughs> as we all took as we all took it in. As we all contemplate <laughs> our little yeah, our <laughs> lives and the men are trash. Oh, just a side note. So the other day, like um, I, I had a friend, uh, a female friend, who posted on Facebook that she was basically kind of harassed on mm. on Facebook. And then in the comments, I posted, "Men are trash." You know what happened? Mm. Facebook. Uh, Banned me for posting for 24 hours because someone reported me. And who reported me? Oh, Malamang. That was a fucking man. And that means he was weak. Of course. Fucking trash. Fucking trash. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, really, dude? You took offense to me calling men? Tra- like, oh. Jesus Christ. You don't oh, have to. Wor- I don't think we have to worry about those people. I mean, except for the fact yeah. they get you banned. Right? Yeah. Uh, aside from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. So uh, before we head out, really quickly, um, I'm very curious about uh, your your because you chose audition, fantastic film for us to talk about today. What were your? Uh, I'm very curious to see uh, to to find out what the other films you were kind of uh, contemplating the, and bringing us. The to. main one I was thinking of talking about was uh, "Don't Look Now" by Nicholas Rogue. Yes. Rogue. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce his Dutch name. Rogue. R O G. If has anyone seen "Don't Look Now"? Yes, I oh. have. I, I love it. Um, Aaron has a very deep connection to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My dad is super into it. Like that's his his scary movie. It is. The oh. scary it's, movie. It's another one where it's about, you know, I mean, what actually happens on screen isn't as scary as what it wakes up inside you. Yes. You know. Mm. And oh well, I have a uh I have a, just a very quick connection to that film. I, I, I mention it over and over many times because I think um, it has the either my favorite edited sequence of all time or my second favorite edited sequence of all time, which is the, if, for those who have seen it, it's when uh, um, uh, Donald Sutherland and Judy Christie are, are having sex and it's intercut with them after having sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, it's, it's the big sex scene. There's a big sex <laughs> yeah. scene there. Apparently, the, they actually really did have. No, no. that's a myth. Complete myth. It's one of those oh, urban legends. Okay, they did not. Okay, okay, okay. Not. One of those, okay. Urban but legend. Okay. I only realized, I only watched that film because I had seen a film called Out of Sight by, with George Clooney and yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Love that and movie. they had that amazingly edited sequence. My favorite sequence. I love that so Best much. editing ever, right? That's why I said first or Best second. ever. So. It was taken from there. Yes. So I listened to the director's commentary of Steven Soderbergh when he was talking about the time. So for those who haven't seen Out of Sight, there's this beautifully edited sequence of a conversation of Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney yes. sitting at a bar a talking yeah. about what could happen, what, you know, mm-hmm. intercut with them having sex in the future. Oh. And I thought I had never seen an edit like this. Mm. And then I listened to the director's commentary and he said, I stole it completely from Nicholas Rogue in Don't Look Now, which is why I watched don't look now. Mm. But the reason I keep bringing up these two films is the last film I made, which is like six years ago, was com- the editing style was completely inspired by those two sequences. I do it. Uh, I stole from it and used did it over and over <laughs> and over again. That's fine. You know, but that was the point. Yeah. In other words, I showed that to my staff before we started yeah. shooting. This is how it's going to look. This is how the feeling these edits have to be a mix of moving through time of, of doing, and I just Love did it. it over and over again. And so that film, Don't Look Now, is forever in my, I mean, I, I can't stop referring to it, but it's mainly because mm-hmm. of that lineage of from, mm-hmm. from uh, Out of Sight to Don't Look Now. And then later on, I started watching other Nicholas Rook. I mean, you could call Walkabout a horror film if you've seen Walkabout. Yes. yes. You could definitely call that a horror film in a way. Absolutely. But anyway... Well, yeah. I'm that that's super. Oh, by the way, just as an aside, do you know who uh, Aaron's stepdad is? I'm sorry. No. Do you know who Aaron's stepdad no, is? Who's Nap Amir. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. No kidding. <laughs> I love Nap. But this piece is always uh, the biggest deal to everybody. Right? But Aaron. It's all exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I've actually he's lit for me like maybe twice. Yeah. But um, I love him. He's great. Um, well, I edited all his modules. No shit, really? <laughs> no. I, did. I set up his Zoom calls. Set up his Zoom calls. He was a friend Recurring of my father meeting. also. My oh. father was a photographer 
way back in the day. So Nat and um, my father used to hang out a lot. So oh, yeah, they were, that's you know, awesome. yeah. And then, well, I didn't know that until I saw um, Maximo Oliveros. And then when mm. I watched Maximo mm. Oliveros, which he lit amazingly and shot amazingly. And then later on, my dad would say, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with Nat. It's like, what? <laughs> You're friends with Nat? <laughs> so I got to know I him a little it. bit. I don't know if I told you this, Chris, but both of us went to, we took short courses at the New York Film Academy, right? And then when we had got, when I had gotten home, this was like in the mid-2000s, I took a two-week workshop under NAP in UP. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I was telling everybody that, fuck, I learned so much from NAP in those two weeks. And the fucking <laughs> More than eight weeks, I took it. I just had an excuse to go to New York, to live in New York for a while. But to be honest, yeah. if I wanted to learn, I would have just taken NAP's course from before, pa. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. love, I, I love Nap. Yeah. I, I haven't seen his work. I haven't seen. Has he done a film recently in the no. last years? No. What he what he's been doing recently is uh, TV. Not a lot, okay. but um, GMA. Yeah. Okay. He he's mm-hmm. been working with um, no, I, Rico Gutierrez. Okay. He's lit for me on uh, maybe no. one or two projects for commercials. It was always a joy. I mean, he's mm. it's amazing, of course. Yeah. I good. I saw a poster once of him, and he was like a. There's 13 artists in like 1978 or something like that. I mean, yeah. like literally before we, some of us were born. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he takes his work so seriously. There were times where I'd be like, ah, he was the only one home. Can you take my VTR real quick? I just need to <laughs> smile to the side. And then he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. Maya, maya, he brought out lights. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Just the sun. The sun. No, no, no. It's better if it's you see the sun. <laughs> like, right, don't, tell him, don't tell him how to light you. <laughs> just, just, just take it, Aaron. Just take it. <laughs> Tell him hello when you next talk to him. Hello from Mario for now. I but will. Make, I him, will. make him listen to the spot and then hear us all fanboy over him. That's yeah, for sure. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, go I, I try. I try to. I try to mention mark. it every time we we have a guest who's who's in prod. <laughs> yeah. I try to mention it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's always Chris who's like, "Oh, Aaron, Aaron has yeah. a connection to this." I know. I'm like, "What? Shut it Well, I mean, if you're, you know, your stepdad's kind of a legend, so what That's can you true. do? Yeah, right? exactly. What can you do? <laughs> okay. Anyway, I guess we gotta wrap up, guys. But uh, how we usually do it, uh, Mario is a uh, we have a final say, a final word on on uh, audition. So uh, we usually start off and then we end with our guests. So uh, does anyone want to go first? Me. I'll oh, start. Damn it. So, oh, <laughs> so uh, I did not hate the movie. I did not. But I don't know if I would recommend it. It's just one of those. It, it's really, really gory. So that's my only issue with it. But the story was very interesting. I love Japanese movies in general, even the weirdest ones. Mm. You know, it's it's just fascinating the way that they make things come out on screen. So um, I do love the discussion that this brought around, though. I know. Amazing. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good discussion. So that's me. I'll go next, Chris, so that you and Mario can go left. I think I en- I enjoy this more than I thought I would. But usually, if it's a Japanese horror film, I get really tense. <laughs> but this one, uh, I, like I said, it's not enjoyable, but it was super affecting. Like I love the sure it's a torture and gore film, but that's just as I said, it's just a feature. It, it's really a bit of a drama about two people who were really hurt in the past, and also para apika into that very unique cultural psyche. I think. Which I enjoyed. Awesome for me, man. Um, I I think 
like like Mario, you know, I I I I related to the time I saw it in 2001 and when I saw it again yesterday, I had two very different experiences. Uh the first time I saw it, I was just blown away with how uh I guess shocking it was, uh how how visceral it was, mm. but now it's like watching it uh, as a much older adult mm. um in this time and age. Um I had a much deeper not just understanding of it but respect of it. Um but uh again, I guess I guess uh Respect in the sense that, uh, you know, uh, I guess it was trying, it's either stuff that I'm trying to put into my interpretation of it or, or, or just trying to understand certain things where, where, you know, uh, I didn't think the movie was about misogyny Mm. when I saw it in 2001. I thought it was just, you know, a fucking horror film about a woman sticking needles into someone's eyes. Uh, But now it's just like, uh, my takeaway is... uh, is men are trash as always, <laughs> and it should be your takeaway anyway. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, it was incredible experience in two thousand one. Uh, incredible experience watching it again yesterday. Uh, so thank you again, Mario, for choosing this. Yeah, um, I'm happy to introduce the film <laughs> to anyone who hasn't seen it. I know it's going to be a weird experience if any of your listeners are going to try to listen to this without having seen the film. I know. I actually hope nobody does, but. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I saw the film. It did open my eyes to a different kind of horror also. I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that. And I don't think I think that 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 deep thing I felt, that shame I felt about myself, that that I mean it kind of really deconstructed what I did for a living, how I viewed myself as a nice guy. I think that's why uh, it hit me very yeah. strongly back then. I mean, even just on a very surface level just that feeling of guilt that I had. I, I forced me to look at the guilt, you know, and and I think the way that he made it so powerful was by attaching that awful, visceral torture scene at the end. So you, you have the big ideas and then you attach it to something so um, so visceral, so, mm. so deeply yeah. felt mm. that yeah. um, I think that's why it's an impression. It made such an impression on me those many years ago, more than 15 years ago, probably, and and I'm glad I got to revisit it again. So thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey. No, thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Mario. All right. Nice to meet some um, of you. Nice to see some of you again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again so much. It's, it's been an honor to have you on. Um, Mario, before you head out, is there anything you want to plug? Nope. Not really. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm working on, you know, we're always working on something I, or something, but nothing. I hope you're working on a horror film. There's a horror series we've actually been banging our heads against for about um, more than two years now. It's, it's, I think it's going to be kind of awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, always, it's always our request like for director guest. I mean, yeah. we, we don't even have as, we've, we've gone through a lot of iterations on it and we don't, uh, our heads are still kind of so. Okay. Yeah, it's the next. It's the next big thing I'm working on. I'm always working on something small, but the next sure. big thing we're working on, I think, should be that very, very um, scary horror thing. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait right. at all. It'll take a while. I'm so we're excited slow. for that. <laughs> I will wait. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will. All right. <laughs> but thank you. Thank, thank you again. Thanks so much. For on. Nice to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. They're coming to get you, Barbara.
Oh shit, I'm still recording.